Welcome to the On Target Living Podcast, a place where health and human performance meet. Welcome, everybody. This is uh, Chris Johnson today on our On Target Living Podcast. And I have a special guest today. It's my sister, Paula. So there's where there's three of us. uh, We just went camping in northern Michigan with my older brother, Nick. And then I'm stuck in the middle and then my younger uh, sister, Paula. So anyway, we're we're excited for this podcast today. I've been talking to her a long time about this. And the title of the podcast is What's Wrong With My Kid? Which many of you are thinking, well, what, what is wrong with my kid? What What's the problems? But I want to begin by introducing my sister, Paula, have her tell you a little bit about herself, how she got in this field, and then we're just going to open it up for some of the case studies she's uh, done along the way and um, some other things we'll uncover today. So welcome. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I've been on this journey with my brother for a very long time. It's a, it's, I'm sure, as most of you know, that we grew up in the you know bologna sandwich spam kind of household. But um, I also have a passion for uh, health, and mine's a little bit different of a journey. I work with um, children. Um, I'm an occupational therapist. I've been working for over 34 years. In wow, you're getting as old as I am. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> And so I do all of my services in the in a home in parents' homes, and I work with children birth to three. And about I've got a bachelor's in uh, occupational therapy from Western Michigan University. And about 15 years ago, uh, I decided I needed to do something different because um, I would pick a lot of things up from my brother and say, you know, we got to be doing some cod liver oil with these children and. As an OT, I knew that I could not really be recommending those kinds of things with really having some um, extra knowledge behind that to back what I was doing. And the other thing that was a huge piece was that the children that I was working with were so sick. Uh, Some of these babies were premature babies or have autism or things like Down syndrome, and they would have a lot of health issues that would go along with that. Um, and they'd be having up to 10 medications for simple things like constipation and reflux. Um, and I just thought there's got to be a better way. I just would see these, so, these children just suffering so much. So I went back to school and became a naturopath in 2008. And since then, um, I've written a book called Nature's Child. And it's just basically a reference book to help parents kind of navigate that health journey um, and then I've also do some consultation on the side for families, but mainly I just kind of incorporate in the work that I do with the families I already see, because we want to make sure that these children are just, you know, starting off with a good start and, you know, moving along the way as best they can. Yeah. I remember when you were first, uh, when you were coming out with your book, the title you had is what's wrong with my kid. I did. And we we talked about that, and but then you're getting into all the things. So what is wrong with my kid? And nobody wants anything wrong with their kid. Nobody does. So it really wasn't going in that direction because you know I think as parents, you're a you're a, you're a parent of three. I'm a parent of two, and then we I have four grandkids now. But um, everybody wants the best for their kids. They want to be healthy and happy. But when we came up when you came up with that title, it, it's not really what's wrong with them, but then that's why we titled it today because I think yes. every, they're having all these problems. So there's a lot of things wrong with my kid, but yes. we're not as as you found out that right. I don't we, want to continually watch this medication roller coaster and and working with these. Um, it's the first question that families would say to me: 
What's wrong with my kid? What's wrong with my kid? So that's why you came up with it. And then you, as you and I talked many times, as we're going to get into in just a second, they're not going back to the basics. They're just medicating them, whether their behavior is bad or their health is bad or whatever it might be. And then you started recognizing this and like, these kids are starving for this help. They need the help. And the parents need the help. And as we know, there's so much information out there and families are... They're 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 trying to piece it together. It's it's really difficult, you know. It's they're saying things to me like, "What about essential oils? And what about the amber necklace? And what about this? What about that?" And I said, "All of those are great things, but if we don't have the basics um, of what we really need, what about my child is is constipated?" And I remember you back in the day always saying, "You know, ask a better question. You know, instead of saying, okay, let's get on some more Marillacs.'" Why don't we ask a better question and say, why are they constipated? What's going on there? Because I remember you and I growing up, and I had bad skin for 15 oh. years. And then in our house, keopectate was like just... We love that perp, that it pink was, stuff, right? It was, you know, then you had Pepto-Bismol and you had keopectate. So if you were, had diarrhea, you know, mom would give us keopectate. The chalk. And you realize, mm-hmm. well, all that is is all these binders that... And, 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 then, and then at the other, if I'm too constipated... I'm getting the other stuff. I'm right. getting magnesium right. loaded. So that's what you started seeing right. with your with your patients. So let's walk through a couple of these. Just share with the listeners just a couple of case studies. Because when you were telling me this, I was like, this is fascinating. Yeah. And, and how severe some yeah. of these kids were. Yes. And they're destined for failure. Right. Right. And so different than adults things with children happen really quickly you know when everybody when your your child is sick they can go from bad to worse really really fast same thing happens with wellness they can go from bad to really good and then of course then I'm a miracle worker you know just because <laughs> I recommended a little bit of you know cod liver oil or something um, but what the case would be is that we I get referrals for many different things, and one of the things I do with my job is feeding. The other thing I do with my job is something called sensory processing, which is when children have um, extreme reactions to different sensations in, in the environment. So it could be a sound thing. It could be a touch thing. And I had this little boy, two-and-a-half-year-old little boy, just adorable, but he was miserable. And I got the, the, I got the referral for that the mother mother couldn't give him a bath without him screaming. So they were looking at it from a behavioral perspective, like he was just a miserable child for some reason. There must be a behavioral strategy we could look at it for. And then I just started asking better questions. So I, I just said to the mom, so when did this happen? Like, when did he get this bad eczema? Because that's the thing I didn't say. He had eczema from head to toe. I've never seen eczema this bad. He literally had thick like half-inch scabs that were just so all over his body from head to toe. His from it was just incredible, and she said, "Oh, he was born with it." And then I was, "Wow, well, this is fascinating." I got to ask you even more questions. He was born with eczema. Yep, he was born with eczema. So then I started digging a little bit deeper into her pregnancy. Then I found out that she had a liver issue and she was on an antibiotic the entire pregnancy. Well, that antibiotic, one thing led to the next without getting too deep into this, her gut was messed up. So she killed all the good bacteria in her gut, which then, of course, was passed down to her child, not knowing that that was going to be a problem or anything like that. But then the other thing she told me is that he is 
he has a very strict diet. And I said, what do you mean by strict diet? Well, he's allergic to 20 things. 20? How, how can you even feed this child? So we started digging deeper. This mom um, didn't have a lot of income, so I'm not going to be recommending some of the typical things I might recommend because it's just you want to work with where the, the family and where the child is at. And so I said, well, what if we would do something to maybe not so much take more foods out and figure out what that was about, but what if we just, let's just try doing a probiotic. Explain to her what a probiotic was, um, which is going to help to give some good bacteria back in that gut. And uh, she's like, okay, let's try it. Well, she found one at at Meyer that was um, just a simple probiotic, didn't cost a lot. And we started off with two, they were gummy bears, two gummy bears a day. And within three weeks, his eczema went from she could actually get him in the bathtub to being a little bit better. Long story short, we found out his perfect dose, which was to have four gummy bears a day of this probiotic. And he went down from 20 things that he was allergic to to three. And his skin cleared up in six months with just a red you know, because it was going to take a long time to get all the way through the dermis of his skin. But he was able, she said, I had no idea how miserable he was until he wasn't, which was like a ding, ding, ding for me. Yeah, so they didn't even know there was not a lot of self-awareness that no. the reason his pain was so bad is because his skin was so... His skin was so bad. He didn't have a behavioral problem. He had a skin he problem. He had a skin problem. Or a gut problem, right. And, and ultimately was a gut, gut problem. And he just was became this happy toddler. And she was so... In, she, he, he is mentioned in my book, this little guy. So what was his, what was his diet? Well, his diet, because she had to watch all those things... Um, his diet was basically, I think, like rice and like really, really, really bland. So he was very, things. he was probably really he, deficient in so really, many nutrients. Really, really, really deficient. She eventually did add in a uh, type of fish oil, and that seemed to help. And then we talked about doing like some more like healthy fats and things, just to get more fats in this diet. He basically had like zero fats in his diet. So slowly as his gut health, you could start introducing more real Some food. more things. And I mm-hmm. had, again, I had to work within her budget and make it sure. work. And she was so eager. Once she saw that his skin was clearing up, that's when she, she really jumped on board and thought, maybe there is something to this. You know, there's a great article the other day that uh, my son Matt sent me. It was about the source. You know, we're really believers, yes. and you know, you're a believer of this. Is get closer to the source. So they're talking about probiotics, mm-hmm. but really, this most powerful probiotic out there for everybody listening is an apple. So apple, and then if you go to the next level, you can eat actually eat the apple core, and that's really right. one of the most powerful of all probiotics. So if you're listening out there and you having trouble getting your kids to eat an apple maybe the gummy bear probiotic is a good thing i had to start somewhere Absolutely. i mean it wouldn't have been my first choice because i right. i didn't even know what was in the gummy right. bear right she found them i wanted to be empowering to her for finding oh which by the way i didn't mention this the parents were blind so there was no transportation that. the only way she should she could even go out was she was legally blind he was he was completely totally blind so I, I couldn't believe her perseverance to even do that. Like she got on a bus, went to Meyer, found this, you Good know, for her. with some resources, people helping her out. 
and I had to make that work. And you kind of met them where they were and then slowly built and then they started getting some results and then it just kept building. Right. Amazing parents. Amazing. Yes. And the other one you were telling me about, so tell, tell, tell the listeners your other case study you, you and I were discussing. Well, this is a weekly one. This is what I call the milk kid. So the milk kid is this, and I want to say before I even talk about milk, I am not bad-mouthing milk. I'm not bad-mouthing milk at all. But the, the road that I see these kids go down is this. I get the referral for, again, for children having sensory processing issues, so sometimes behavioral issues. They're not sleeping. They're acting out all the time. They're throwing tantrums quite a bit. And then the, uh, so it just one thing leads to the next. So then I get this referral. Oh, and by the way, they're not eating anything. So they, that's a feeding issue. Well, it's not a feeding issue. They're able to eat. So I'll go out and then I start asking different, you know, ask a better question. So how many things are they eating? Well, six months ago, they were eating macaroni and cheese, chicken nuggets, goldfish crackers, and milk. What's happening today? Well, they're not eating anything. So they're living on just milk. And I'm not talking about formula or something that might have some more nutrients in it. We're talking vitamin D, just plain vitamin D milk. How much are they drinking a day? Well, about a gallon to a gallon and a half. And I about fell off my chair, but I couldn't I couldn't like <laughs> act like that. I was like, Oh, how can you get that much milk in them? And I said, Well, you know, milk is a food and and so they're gonna be very filled up with it. But I saw it be, before my eyes where Milk actually has this, and then I had to do more research into it, but it has something called casein in it. Casein is the protein, and when casein is in abundance, what happens is you can get a casein-morphine effect, which makes your body almost like a, an addiction to, have, to want more milk. So I'd see this little girl. She'd walk over, sippy cup, hand it to her mom, point at the refrigerator, and scream, Mom would fill it up. I would do. I would have done the exact same thing, because sure. you just don't know what to do. Um, Trying to survive. Right, little girl, drink the milk. She would calm down and get very, you know, just like when you see a, a person drinking milk, they feel, or, or I said, a baby drinking milk, they they calm. But then there would be that rebound effect where they can. She would just go the other way and be super hyper about half an hour later. And then the pattern would repeat. This goes on and on. And it would go on. And she, I, I said, are you doing this all day long? All day long. I said, oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. And how old was she? She was probably probably two and a half, almost three. Yeah. And it happened all day long. And so then once I kind of could explain to her that the milk might be adding to that irritation of that nervous system. So maybe we can try to figure out what... You know, again, as a naturopath, you're always looking at what is the root problem versus let's just yeah, let's let's, let's fill let's a hole, hold a band aid, and right. just give mm-hmm. them something different to take away the symptoms. So this little girl was consuming a gallon or plus a day. Mm-hmm. And I I can tell you right now on my caseload right now I have like three kids like this. So this is a a very common thing that happens. I get the referral because the child isn't eating. And they want to think it's well, a Well, it's problem. interesting, you know, and as my sister, but I had really poor skin for a long time, 15 years or so. In fact, I remember in high school, I wouldn't wear dark shirts because my dandruff was so bad. So nobody really knew this, but I would always wear light shirts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then when I wrestled, I had to wear a Band-Aid around my elbow. And so that was a major thing because I had that cortisone 
cortisol cream and then that would eat through my skin. And so then they had to take time where they weren't using it. But in 1977, I quit drinking cow's milk. And mm-hmm. Dr. Junker, which was one of my professors at Western Michigan, and he was talking about processed foods and profitability. And I went back and I went to him and I said, tell me more about this milk thing. And he said, well, you know, once you homogenize and pasteurize milk, you'll lose a lot of digestive enzymes and the protein molecules hard to break down, which you were just discussing. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I was drink, drinking two to three gallons of milk a week. And I right. thought, you know, this is craziness because, you know, you're a poor college student. Yep. So I quit, quit drinking milk in 1977 and my skin started getting better like instantly, mm-hmm. like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So when you say, and I don't, you don't, you don't want to be the bad guy or bad girl right. about talking about milk, but... If you're not, if you don't have a cow outside your door, mm-hmm. then I don't recommend cow's milk for anybody because right. it's hard for the human body to break down. So you got plant-based milks or goat's milk or whatever options are out there. But as you know, you're seeing allergies and asthma and skin problems based on. And they all go together. Usually it starts as allergies and then it moves into eczema and then we end up with asthma as the last one. And it, all of those things are the body trying to detoxify in some way. So back to what's wrong with my kids. So what what I was told growing up, hey, your son just has sensitive skin. There's really nothing we can do besides medicate him. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's allergic to all these things when right. I wasn't allergic to anything. So to tell the listeners a little bit about allergies now. Like it's it's an epidemic. You can't even take peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to school anymore. Or, right. You know, we fly Delta and now they're moving away from peanuts and... It just and everywhere you go, like I'm allergic to that. I'm gluten, you know, I can't eat gluten Gluten anymore. Mm -hmm. When reality is, you just don't have strength in your digestion. You're not gluten. I mean, very rarely are people gluten sensitive or gluten intolerant. They might be sensitive because their gut health is not so good. So, tell tell the listeners a little bit about what you're seeing out there from an allergy standpoint. Well, again, a a lot of times it goes when. uh, Let me just bring back the woman, the woman with the the son with eczema. So when she said, said to me. My, my child has, is t- allergic to 20 things. And I, I'm going ding, 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 not allergic to 20 things. Your son has leaky gut. I don't know if you've talked about leaky gut on the show before, but basically what that means is in your small intestine where you absorb your nutrients, you get these little perforations of holes. And it can be from the bacteria not being going, not eating the right foods, toxins, all sorts of things. There's a, a list of why that can happen. So things were... Just, seeping into his bloodstream, and then the immune system is just doing what it's supposed to do, which was alert the body that we need to now make, you know, this is an inflammatory response. Now we got to make antigens and all this kind of stuff, and that's what was going on. So once we started healing his gut, guess what? The allergies went away. So the question I usually always get from families, it's cold and flu season. How am I going to build up my child's immunity? What herbs should I take? What medications, what things should I take? First thing I always say is, let's just go right back to the gut and maybe you should need to get some good fermented foods. Let's let's work on those pieces first. Let's build up their immune system that way versus trying to take something. In, in simple things like right. you're talking about. Like let's just, hey, right. let's eat some pickles once in a while. Right. Or, let's eat some fermented foods. Now sure. kids are not always like, right. that's right. The, the tricky piece that I have is that you're trying to get these good things in them without really, you know. It's not a diet or there, it's, it's not it, some craziness. Yeah, right. without them getting upset about it because they don't taste well. Mm-hmm. So there's many probiotic powders out there. And again, I the first thing I would say is let's go for the source. 
What? Yeah, if you can cut up apples, right, and put some cinnamon on, or make it make it, maybe it's almond butter or whatever it might be, and you start then you've got a prebiotic. You got and a, feeding the good already, bugs and all already, that already exactly doing it. right. And the kids don't even know have to know it's some kind of it's it's medicine is you know coming right. from food right. And if you start that off at a very early age, there's a there's a big trend right now called baby led weaning. Kristen and I have talked about this. And when kids are exposed to foods over and over and over again, they it's you know food is an experience. It's not just a let's eat food. You children look at the color of it. A lot of children only want to see white things. That's all they want to see is those bland colors, and then they won't touch it because of that. They don't like brightly colored things because maybe they haven't seen it that much. And so it's a an experience all the way around. They want to touch it, taste it, smell it, have it on the table. All of those things are, are really helpful for um, getting children to try new foods and things like that. So, and we've and in my daughter Kristen and mm-hmm. and her aunt Paula have talked about a lot of this stuff because Kristen just had a recently had a baby boy um, six plus months ago. We're actually going to spend next week with Brady and the whole family. But how does a peach? taste your child or and, it, and we know mm-hmm. we work with many families they've never had some of these foods before they'll they'll say to us what is this and i'm like well it's an, it's an avocado right never had one right or i've never had a you know or just letting them touch it and taste it just, and feel just, it right. and experience it give them a lot le- i mean parents think i'm nuts when i say you know what cut up a lemon put it on their tray see what they do a lemon? Well, you know, how do they know they don't like a lemon? Maybe they do like a lemon. Yeah, how do but, they know they like Doritos? You know, exactly. Yeah. Or macaroni and cheese or whatever. And again, we're not saying you can't have that, but it, why is it so crazy to let them, because as we know, water with lemon, great for the gut health, mm-hmm. and maybe your kids don't like it, but mm-hmm. why would you know? Why wouldn't we introduce this? Right. It's, it's, it's kind of fun, and it's right. colorful, and... Right. I mean, how many kids, when you think about babies, do not like a real sweet potato? They don't know if they don't like a real sweet potato. And then they try it, and they they like the texture, they like the smell Mm -hmm. of it, they like the Mm -hmm. taste of it. That's how it begins. Right. I mean, I I always hated pizza growing up because we only had pepperoni pizza. Right. I didn't really realize that there's a variety out there. You could have vegetables on your pizza. (laughs) You can do that. Or you could even have pineapple on your pizza. But it's like, I'm using this analogy that... We just—I never knew there was another option, you know. In our house, growing up, you know, mom was awesome, but we didn't have a lot of whole foods. Right. I mean, every piece of fruit we had was in a can. Exactly. Right. right. And every but that was the seventies. That was exactly the seventies, right? And yep. then our vegetables were most of them were frozen in some kind of. If know, they, yeah, we were lucky if in we some got kind the of frozen cheese, with the cheese right? sauce. Yeah, that it was mm, all- <laughs> so good. It was all good. But yeah. so, what else are you seeing besides allergies and asthma? What about some behavior problems you're seeing? Probably the biggest behavior issue I see is is lack of sleep or not being able to sleep, not being able to stay asleep, getting up frequently throughout the night, which means then the parents are not sleeping. So it's a family issue, and the minute you can touch on that piece, when they're saying, "Yeah." Yeah, what can you do about that? And and we get into talking about the different nutrients like magnesium, which helps with sleep, and what foods are high in magnesium. And once they kind of learn some of those kinds of things and they see how well that works, and getting that milk out of, boy, milk is one of the 
top, top foods that really will interfere with sleep. So you're getting the milk out because we were always taught that you mm-hmm. need to have some warm milk and a cookie right. before you want to go to right. bed or whatever. But what you're touching on right now is this mineral magnesium. We're not talking about supplementation. We're talking about hot foods high in magnesium because magnesiums are the mineral relaxation. They're right. very calming. Yes. And so if you're trying, you're saying this to some of your families that if you're trying to calm your people, your kids because or... Because the reason you're not sleeping is because you're... you're your nervous system is all jacked up. It's just you can't relax. So I always t- I always bring them back to the whole. Do you remember when you played football and and you had to have Epsom salt baths so that your muscles could relax so you didn't have muscle cramping? It's the same thing with foods. And I do suggest that they do Epsom salt baths with their children too because it's a way to get them to calm at night. But then adding these 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 foods high in magnesium, which again are not just for the kids, but they're good for the parents. Right. which helps for blood pressure and headaches. and So what are a couple of magnesium foods that you like to recommend to your, well, your a big I think children like raisins, so things that are dark. you know, you're, I mean, when we say figs and things like that, they look at me sideways. But those foods are big. Believe it or not, some of the high-quality chocolates are very high in magnesium. So you can get real high-quality chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and not overdo it. But and not overdo it because some of those are can be high in caffeine. You're not talking about milk chocolate. You're talking about the real I'm chocolate. I'm talking about real chocolate. And if you expose kids to it at that point, you know, when they're young enough, it, they will learn to like it. As Kristen has talked about, you know, Brady's going to town on all the different vegetables and fruits right now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that he's able to handle that. Um, but she's trusting the process and understands how it works. So as simple as getting raisins into your kids... Maybe you get some dates. Dates are sweet. Kids yes. like dates. They like raisins. And you can work all those into cookies and all sorts of great... It's not like we're saying, you know, just eat a, some bark off a tree and that's all you get. <laughs> and, and then everything, all your, your your problems will be solved. We're, we're talking about there's ways to get some... Because usually, typically, a lot of the magnesium foods are, are t- tend to be a little bit sweeter. And on our website, for those of you listening, we have a whole list of magnesium foods under the rest section of our mm-hmm. on our website because magnesium is a mineral relaxation so we have a whole list of and they're all foods we're not talking about supplements we're talking mm-hmm. about foods here on top of the epsom salt baths which are fantastic for muscle and blood pressure and all the other stuff right. we talked about and it's also the mineral that we burn through first when we're stressed there goes your magnesium right out that your quality your it's done for the day. And I talked to the parents about that too. And then again, some of these kids are drinking because of what we did, too much soda pop. And and then we get into the crazy stuff like the energy drinks. And so it's really depleting us. And so now it's going at, the other way. you're going yeah. in the adolescence into the teens. And now we're having some major anxiety anxiety and, issues. Which, mm-hmm. talk about that for a second. You're seeing, you know, whether it's Adderall or, I remember Kristen talked about this when she was in college and all the girls she lived with were taking Adderall, and so what are you seeing out there from this anxiety moving, you know, in your in your arena, at, at, even at such a young, young age? Young age, starting at a young age. Again, usually I get a referral for another issue, and then it comes around. So the case for the cod liver oil that was like, because I, I used to always think I had to do it all, you know. I, the family has to change the diet. They have to be on the supplement. They have to do you know all these different things, and then. The best lesson I ever learned about that was this little two-year-old, and the, we wrote the, the the outcome, the goal, which was the child will be able to sit in their chair during mealtimes. He couldn't. He was brrr, he was just all over the place. He's a pinball. He was just bouncing off the walls, 
literally. So then I'd start it again, ask about her questions. So what is he, what he, what's he eating, blah, 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 you know, and she was telling me, oh, he loves his sugar, loves, loves those sugar. Well, yeah, we know that kids love sugar. So I said to her, what do you think? So I gave her all these recommendations. I did everything wrong, like gave her way too much information. So okay, okay. But one of the things I had mentioned is this cod liver oil. So came back two weeks later, came back two weeks later. How's it going? He's doing amazing. He's sitting for his meals. And I said, what? Already this is happening? And I said, well, how, how's the diet going? How's that going? She goes, oh, I didn't change a thing. He's eating all that sugar he was eating. He was still eating it. But he was taking the cod liver oil. So that was like one of those lessons to me mm-hmm. that sometimes you do one thing at a time and it just happened that it worked that he actually took the cod liver oil and he would come over and ask for it by the spoonful. He liked the cod liver oil. He could settle, but he still liked his sugar too. So I thought, well, great. We're step one. Great. He's now sitting for the meals and he's calmed down a lot. Well, so. and, you know, and that's the magic of how do you build one habit at a time or one mm-hmm. step. And then she... And got I learned some confidence that's in the that. hard way. Yeah. And, you know, and the benefit of cod liver oil for those out there, they're not listening, but we have our own. Yes. You know, we get it from Dutch Harbor Laskets organic. Which is lemon. amazing. I'm not it's, just trying to plug no, it. No, but, but it's, it, but it is, it is, it, we feel it's the best cod liver oil in the world because of the D3 and the DHA and all that. But what you're hearing all the time, I mean, why is it so impactful? Because probably 90, Nine percent of our kids are deficient in omega three fats, and in adults, Absolutely. it's probably ninety five percent. Yes. So then you're saying, "Well, I go to the store and get the the fish oil." Well, reality, there's not enough. You have to get about fifteen hundred to three thousand milligrams of DHA and EPA a day, and so that's that's the, why we came out with our own because we just got tired of people going and haphazardly mm-hmm. trying to figure that out. But as you know, one thing like that. How it was so powerful, and it was just amazing. She was she was blown away by it. She goes, "Oh, I'm telling all my family now. Just try this cod liver oil because the first thing people want to do is, well, how can I get these pills into my kid? I'm like, not going to happen. We're not doing pills. Yeah, it's just the let's, oil. Let's do a, an oil that's got yeah. a nice flavor to it. Chris's yeah. oil has. That. And if you and if you yeah. do this and you introduce it like anything else, that it's not like medicine. It tastes bad. Right. I was just on a. I was just down in Detroit this morning doing a, a TV segment for morning news, and we had we were doing sampling of superfoods. So this was a live TV this morning, and w- one of the foods we had was cod liver oil, and you thought I was going to give them like some kind of poison. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> because they hear the word cod well, liver oil. Well, you know, in our seminars, we educate them, we right. talk about, we make, it, we make fun we of have- it. And yeah. then they get to try it after. The, try I, it. I didn't have any so of that. I didn't yeah. have any of that lead time. So it was really. But as as parents out there, if you can get your kids to do some real basic things like make sure they're drinking enough water. Yep. That was me growing. I and mean, we never drank water. Right. Or right. you know, are they getting enough sleep? Right. Yeah. Or, or what about? I, I hear this a lot. Like we're a big fan of ancient grains like oatmeal, and now with some of the a lot of the diets out there that. I had a guy yesterday reach out to me and he says, hey, uh, I just came back and I'm deficient in B vitamins. And I said, but you're not doing any ancient grains. Mm-hmm. And your ancient grains are very calming. Very and this calming. guy had the same yeah. thing. He had a lot of anxiety. Right. And then they wanted the to give B vitamins are the most calming. Calming vitamins. So if you're trying to get your kids to calm down. Right. And kids generally, I, I always talk about the grains as being your place of 
this is where you can add your supplements. This is where you can get your good stuff in because they don't know the difference. You can, you can get, sometimes you can even mix the cod liver oil right in that because they taste it a little yeah, bit of lemon. Yeah, you can be very creative. You can get very creative in that piece of, of their diet, which generally I find that that's one of the easiest foods to introduce is like an oatmeal or you know, a good a, a good grain that, that they can Well, introduce. I was teasing these people this yeah. morning and I'm saying, how many of you eat breakfast or... And they're like, well, they did, they're just anything's haphazard. So as families, as you're talking about, I don't have a lot of income. So that oatmeal, there's nothing cheaper. Yeah. And I can make it the night before. I don't even have to cook it. So if I'm in a hurry in the morning with my kids and I'm trying to get them out the door, this would be an easy thing that they can actually eat in the car or they could eat right. before school. Or, right. you know, it's simple. Plus, you can fit all the stuff in there that you were discussing. Right. And then their blood sugar is going to be a little bit more stable throughout the day, which is also going to cause some anxiety or behavior issues or that kind of thing. We talk a lot. I talk a lot of that about that with families, too, about, you know, why is it important to be eating throughout the day and to keep your blood sugar more stable so that you don't have these peaks and valleys. Because as we know, you know, everybody calls it hangry. That's a true thing. People can really go... out of sorts. You don't minute. feed me. I'm I'm angry. Mm-hmm. It's pretty mm-hmm. simple. If I get to move, I get to sleep, make sure I'm hydrated, I get to eat, I'm pretty good. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Know? Exactly. No, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and they were talking about the value of play, and that really led into a lot of criminals that never were really allowed to play and experiment. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what where you're going with this, too. It's like whether it's sensory or anger or whatever, why are we not going back to the basics? You know, are the kids having enough sleep? Do they get to play? Mm-hmm. And then are they getting fed? And when we're putting all those three together, it's magical. If I get my kids outside to play and I get them to sleep and then they're eating relatively better, right. their behavior and their health goes yeah. right with that. And and I was just up north this weekend. We were on the lake the whole time and, it's so true. It's like the minute you're out in the sunshine all day long and you're out there and you do, you sleep like a baby at night. You know, it's just amazing how much just the simplest things can really impact, which we know because we grew up in a generation which we were always outside. That's just what happened. They, well, mom, you, now, for me, we especially in the wintertime, you couldn't even, hey, yeah. well, it's 10 degrees out in Michigan and we're freezing. I'm like, you haven't been out there long enough. Yeah. And then Get you come there. in and you just pass out. Yeah. You know, so 8 o'clock at night, I'm passed out. You and I would pass out. Right. We'd get up early, but we'd pass out. Right. So, <laughs> so how do you try to get your kids sleeping better? Just make sure there's... But I know it's a different generation now, but it really gets, does get back to the basics when you're looking at mm-hmm. optimal or what's wrong with my kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What yep. you're saying is ask better questions, go right yep. back to the basics. And and it's a challenge in Michigan. I, I can tell you that, you know, I've got... I work with a lot of... Um, little boys that have do actually have some true sensory issues and I'm trying to come up with some ways that the parents can you know work on getting them to move inside the house well you know without them climbing on the furniture and I mean actually that works really well but that's not always what they want to do so it's interesting in the summer I always find this really fascinating we see the kids less in the summer it's just the way our program is set up and they actually are doing they're thriving in the summer. So what's different? They're getting outside. They're just getting outside more. So they're it, moving more. They're moving more. They're, they're outside. getting outside. They're getting fresh air. They're getting sunshine. 
it, all of that just really plays a huge part. So that Michigan winters, as we know, are, are difficult here. In I remember going in elementary school, and our teacher, when we were bad, would cut our recess. And I still remember this today. I'm going to be 62. Yeah, right. It it was it was like it it was so bad for behavior. Everybody was a mess. In reality, if she wants to have better behavior, she should have got us outside. Right. And then, and that would be, but her whole thing was when we were bad, you're not going outside. And and then we were just, you know, all the, all the kids are just going nuts. That's like one of the main things, because I also um, do consultations to daycares, because many of the children that I'm working with are in daycares. And so that's what I educate the daycares about. Like, you're having a a difficult time with your class, get them outside. Just get them moving a little bit. They'll calm right down, that kind of thing. But they, yeah. And I think the other thing too is, you know, is your your profession, the habits these kids are learning now will go into adulthood. Absolutely. And so if you are not playing as a kid, you're probably not going to play as an adult. Right. Or you don't have body awareness. We do a lot of training here at our headquarters. And it's amazing when I bring adults in and I have them do some basic motor skills. They have no motor skills Mm -hmm. because they've never experienced Or they haven't done it in so So long long. or that everybody's, I mean, screen time is just, it's just part of what's happening now. And so trying to get some of that balance is, it's just important. And, you know, even if you just take your kids out for a walk or just get them outside away from the, it's. it's, Yeah, let's take the phones and put it away for a while. And we're going to go outside mm -hmm. and with no phones and just do some activities and which is. Like when you're talking about anxiety, I I can't, you know, I'm really nervous about my grandkids' generations because of all the lack of play and movement right. and all the that. The brain kind of needs stuff. those things. It, That's it the brain that really needs to right. move. It needs to sleep and it, it needs to eat well. And it needs that, it's just like, that stillness, right? It needs the stillness. So as we wrap this up, okay. is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Is there anything we were missing? Or maybe a couple summary points that they could walk away with today. I, I guess what I guess what I would say. First thing I want to say is that um, I re, I know how hard it is to be a parent, and so when I go into these see these families, you know, I I always think it's amazing. I learned so much from my families, and I think as parents, a lot of times we're always beating ourselves up, and especially I find this with the mothers. They think they're not doing enough for their child. Well, I always say, you know what? You're doing enough. Like it's basically, it's not that you're doing, you're not the most perfect parent. None of us are. And perfection is really not the goal. It's more about just trying to figure out where you're at right now. Meet meet yourself where you're at and try maybe one new thing. Like you said, maybe maybe it's just water. We're going to get more water in them this week. Or maybe we're going to get some out more outside time. Or... Let's let's just try to go back to the basics and just try to eat more whole foods, more at the, the source. Um, or we're going to try a new supplement just for this month. We're going to try some cod liver oil. And, and just incorporate it slowly because I think we always think, especially in this society, we always think we have to do it all. And we really don't. Maybe if you just add one thing at a time and give yourself a break. I think that's the thing I, I worry the most about with these parents is that you're trying really hard. You're doing great because you're trying really hard. And they have these challenges. Well, and I think to... you said it, uh, being a parent is very challenging. So challenging. Nobody tells you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't 
it's, it's a work in progress. And if mm-hmm. you can feel that way with your family, and again, the whole family, because I always hear this sometimes is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed my kids really healthy, but th- that's my kids. Well, the kids are m- going to mimic exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like it's a good thing for your kids to get up in the morning and maybe have oatmeal, well, why aren't you doing that? Maybe you're just having a cup right. of coffee and you're not going to have any nutrients. They're, right. they're going to see that. Right. Or if you're not going to do the cod liver oil because you think it tastes bad and it's just good for them mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. So, again, it's I, I think if you start slowly like what you're saying right. and the entire family starts, starts to you know mm-hmm. practice these, that's where the pillar and Including- that's usually what I see with when I have the parents will bring their child in for a consultation, but really, I'll say you need the consultation. What about <laughs> it's not you? The kids. What, yeah, they're, they're doing you. just fine. But what about you? Why don't you do anything for you? What are yeah. you doing for yourself? That's that's what I, I see a lot. Well, the parents mm-hmm. who do everything for their kids, but they're not starting with themselves. Right. That's the foundation. Right. That is the foundation. Yeah. Absolutely. So I never had a problem with that. I don't mind taking care of myself <laughs> first. And- nope, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's a little plug at me, yeah, isn't it? Huh? Right. Um, so yeah, and I I have a book out there. It's a very I wrote this book specifically for parents. As you can see, Chris knows it's it's the skinniest little book. But it's awesome because it's got great. Right to the point. So the first part of the book is kind of setting the stage of what do kids really need to stay healthy. And then the second part of the book is specific things you can look up. Look up eczema, 10 things you can do from a natural perspective of how to deal with eczema or reflux or diarrhea. So, so, or so it's Nature's anything. Child is the name of the book. So mm-hmm. how, do, how do they get a hold of the book if they want the book? Well, they can email me right now. We're trying to get this on to... Um, my website, but we're, we're working on that right now. So to email me at, uh, it's called nature's children at gmail.com. And I'm going to spell that is capital N A T U R E S C H L D R N at gmail.com. So you think you're going to put it wherever you think there should be a vowel. You just take the vowel out, but Nature's children at gmail.com. And if you if anybody gets stuck on that, you can always reach out to us. We can we can hook you up with my sister Paula. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to take questions and things too. If people would like to email me about many a concern. And you've been doing this a long time. Been doing it for a while now. Yep. Yep. Still loving it. It's great. Still, still loving it. Still yeah. changing lives every day. It's awesome. So sis. Yeah. I really, truly appreciate you coming in and spending some time with me today. And I hope the listeners so uh, learned a few things. So you, you did fantastic. Well, good. And uh, for those out there, check us out. We'll, we're coming out with a couple podcasts per month. And Kristen and Matt will be back next time. So again, have a fantastic day wherever you're at. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>